Stuff, eh? It's always difficult to come and preach after people share their testimonies. Eh? That is preaching, is it? It's a story of what God has done in someone's life. It's real. Because God is real, he's alive today, is he? And you people who have got a story to tell is the ones who need to be out there telling others. Because it's our story that's going to draw people to Jesus. You see, God is a God of breakthrough. And no matter what we are facing this evening, God is going to come in to that situation. But only if you allow Him. We've been singing tonight about giving God our heart. And you know, we want to give Him our everything. And God is seeking our heart. He wants a personal relationship with you and I. You see, God won't force himself in. He's a gentle God. And he's chopping on the doors of people's hearts even now as I speak. But it requires a response. This evening I just want to share a few verses with you from John verse, uh, chapter 5. It says this, afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays. Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One man lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, he knew he had been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But the miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man, who was cured? You can't work on the Sabbath. The Lord doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning. Or something even worse will happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who healed them. There's many people sick around the pool. Bethesda means house of mercy. And God is a merciful God. And if you are looking for mercy this evening, you are in the right place. You see, 
something different happened to you. Jesus doesn't go up to the man and says, do you have faith? Often Jesus asked if you had faith. He didn't go up to the man and says, do you believe? Because often Jesus asks, do you believe? Before they healed someone. But rather, they went up to the man and they, they asked this question that maybe seems a bit stupid. He goes up to the man who was sitting in a, a, a hopeless situation, waiting for his moment to get into the pool. It would have been like sitting in an accident and emergency on a Friday night, waiting on your number. It's no me. Waiting on your number. No, it's still no me. Oh, I've missed my number, so I fell asleep. Jesus goes up to a hopeless situation. You see, Jesus sees each and every one of us in a hopeless situation until we turn to him. But he goes up to the man and he says simply, do you want to be well? And you may think, well, that's a bit of a strange person to ask a sick man, a strange person. That may be a, a strange question to ask a sick man. But you see, not everyone wants to get well. This man had been ill for 38 years. It's not specific in what it says the illness was. But he'd have found himself in a mindset, well, this is just how it's meant to be. And I ask people on a daily basis, do you want to change your life? No. You don't want to change your life from a drug addict into something better? You see, because people come accustomed to that lifestyle. They know a change of life means a change of circumstance, and a change of circumstance means a change of scenery. Something new, something different. And that very thing sometimes puts the fear into people because they've come used to what they're doing. They have a fear of change. They have a fear of moving on into something different, something better. But Jesus simply says, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? Straight away the man has an excuse. How many of us has got an excuse for everything? <laughs> maybe just me. I know Chaz has got an excuse for everything. And I beat him at pool. You see, the straight away the man says, Sir, how can I be well if I can't get into the pool? I have no one to help me. He's waiting on someone else coming to his aid to, to help him and pick him up and place him in the pool. But Jesus isn't asking him that, isn't he? Saying, get up and go in the pools. He's asking, do you want to be well? And sometimes we can never look beyond our situation that we find ourselves in. Sometimes we've been living with a situation for so many years, we've just become used to it. And actually, living our life without it leaves a void within our life. And as we move forward and, and go into new things, that void needs to be filled with something. Something that's going to fulfill us. Not something that is just going to last a moment. Jesus' response was this. He commanded them to get up, pick up his mat, and walk. Jesus is telling the guy 
who couldn't even pick himself up to walk into the pool maybe so many yards away so that he could be healed, to suddenly pick up his mat and walk. That's a bit strange. But you see, when Jesus enters into a situation, he doesn't do things as to the normal mind. Sometimes when Jesus comes into a situation of our life, it doesn't palm out the way we've got it all worked out in our mind and heart. It's different. You see, it's no good just Jesus commanding him to stand up and pick up his mat. It needs a response. And maybe Jesus is asking you this evening, do you want to be well? Do you want a better life? Do you want to get breakthrough in this situation? Maybe you've answered this command before and suddenly you're back to where it once started off. But it requires a response. You see, Jesus can heal us in a moment. You see, God's response to the sin in the world was to send Jesus into the world. That was the answer. That was the solution. But in order for us to receive what God has for us, it causes us to have a response. We need to respond to the command of Jesus. You see, the man picked up his mat. He suddenly had strength in his body to suddenly stand. But not only did he stand up, he bent back down again to pick up his mat. He had the strength to carry it, the very thing that was keeping him down for all these years. He was all of a sudden strong enough to go forth and walk in the goodness of what God had for him. He was walking. He responded to the voice of Jesus. You know, when Jesus speaks, there is truth. When Jesus speaks, there is life. And when Jesus speaks, there is healing. But it requires a response. Are you willing to respond to Jesus tonight? Are you willing to respond to the command of Jesus this evening? See, it was a choice. The man could have sat there and just looked at Jesus like, if I could stand, I would be in the pool. Or he could have done what he'd done and tried. <laughs> and sometimes all God is looking for from you and I is to take the first step. It doesn't say that Jesus helped him up. It doesn't even say that Jesus offered him a hand. It just says, get up. And I feel in my spirit this evening, it's time for people to get up and pick up their mat and walk. Let's stop lying down. Let's stop lying down to the things that is keeping you downcast. Let's stop lying down to the, the, the negativity in your life. Let's stop lying down to the darkness that's hovering over you. Let's stop lying down to the, to the unforgiveness stored in your heart. But let's stand up, pick up our mat and respond to Jesus and walk. Are you with me this evening? Are you with me this evening? It requires a response. But let me tell you this. When you respond to Jesus, there's always people around to put doubt in your mind. There's always people around. You see, the one thing the devil wants to do to you and I is make us shut up. The devil doesn't want you and I telling people what Jesus has done in our lives. 
It doesn't. Some of you need to shut up. <laughs> Joking. Some of you are praying that I shut up. But the devil does not want us to proclaim what Jesus has done. And there's people around you right now, in your life, in your workplace, or in your circumstances that doesn't want to see you walking in the fullness of God. The Jewish people turn around and say, who told you to be walking with a mat? It's the Sabbath. It's a sin. They've missed the miracle that's just happened before their very eyes. A man who was ill for 38 years is suddenly up walking around. But they've missed it. And they start to condemn him. And they ask the question, who told you that? But you see, he didn't know. Because Jesus had slipped away. But what's more, they missed the revelation of God and Jesus right there when they stood up and faced Jesus and looked them straight in the eyes before they started to walk. People want to silence you. People don't want you to tell of the goodness of Jesus. They had another encounter. They just denied Jesus. He was caught up in his, his own little world, this man. But Jesus spots him again in the synagogue. And he approaches him and he, he starts the conversation off with saying, Oh, you look very well. You're healed. You look great. And then he challenges the heart. He says, Go and sin no more, or something worse is going to happen to you. You know, it's our response to when people ask us what's happened. It's the difference between eternal life or death. And so many people get touched by God. So many people get healed and released from bondages that's held them for many years. But in a moment, they turn their back on Jesus. And not only did they turn their back, but they deny Him. And they get caught up in the religious stuff that's going on around them. And they get sucked into the negativity. And they get pulled into the lies of the devil. So many people are lost. The Bible says that we've all strayed like sheep. But Jesus comes to them here and he gives them an opportunity to repent and walk into eternal life. He says, don't sin no more. Or something worse is going to happen. What's Jesus speaking about? Go and sin no more. We're all sinners. That's why Jesus came. He's speaking about willfully sinning here. Walking away from Jesus and just pleasing himself. He gets another opportunity to respond and, and walk in the fullness of what Christ has for him. You know, so many people get touched by God. So many people get healed. And we end up speaking the sickness back over us. Now this isn't saying that his sickness was caused by sin. But some sickness is. Sin in our heart. Harboring things that's not meant to be there. That's stopping us from moving on into the fullness of what Christ has got for us. What's the man's response? Right at the very end of the chapter. Verse 15 it says, He goes back into the Jews. And he tells them that Jesus healed them. It was Jesus. 
And maybe you've been sitting for a long time thinking, when is my breakthrough going to come? When's someone going to come along and help me get into the presence of God or into the pool? You don't need no one. You just need to respond to what Jesus is saying to you. Do you need to respond to Jesus this evening? A very thing that's been hovering over you for many years. It requires a response to get the breakthrough. Let's stand together. You know, Jesus, it doesn't just care about our outlook appearance. <coughs> and it doesn't just care about the small things. But it's interested in the heart. And it doesn't matter if, if you've lost faith or, or you don't even believe over your life anymore. Because Jesus can still heal a non-believer. And he can use that miracle to stir up faith back in you. And some of us have lost our way with the Lord. You know, if we can't trust God with the small things, then how can we trust Him with the big things? There's nothing too big or small for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It requires a response. And the response for this man was just simply trying. Simply standing up. Picking up the very thing that's been holding him down all the years. If you were to just search our hearts for a moment, and I mean really allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, and we realize the things that are still hidden in our heart that maybe we thought we had dealt with years ago, but we really allow the Holy Spirit to, to bring up our true self. Cause us to repentance. And people are crying out for a revival and a move of God, and all this stuff is great, and we long for it. But revival is not going to happen until it revives our own hearts. And if, if we struggle to even share what Jesus has done in our lives amongst believers, then what chance have we got to standing out there against the religious people and the Jews or modern day Pharisees? Jesus is looking for a response. A response to step away from that fear. A response to step away from the pride. A response to step away from the unforgiveness that is causing your heart to be bitter.
full of hatred and causing you to stumble through life. Robbing you from the goodness of what God has got for you. It requires a response. For that broken relationship that you know the exact date in your head where it stopped and you know the date the first date you ever had but it's gone. God requires a response to step away from it and move into the fullness he has for your life. It requires a response to step away from your gossip. It requires a, it requires a response for people who are bold, who want to stand up for what is right and share the good news of the gospel. You ready to respond to Jesus? Amen. We're going to sing through this song once. Holy Spirit, come and do your thing. Tonight's the night where we're going to respond. And we're moving into the fullness of God. And as we move into the fullness, we want to proclaim of His goodness. If that's you, if you know in your heart, if there's something pulling you right now, you know, or you know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. And as we worship, I want you to respond, I want you to come to the front. Respond. There is freedom. 